Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. What a world. This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where Phil Trim becomes extinct, alongside my co-host, Artesia. This podcast is powered by Roberts Media Group, your resource for podcast development. For more programming and advertising opportunities, please visit us at robertsmediagroup.co. Now let's get to the motherfucking show. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. The Secret Life of Tushy. Tushy, and she was talking about booty. So, I enjoyed that interview. Um, I did. LaShonda DeBrew surprised me, though, because, like I said, she's a financial planner. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you talk to people like that, they're a little stuffy. But she, she came on the line. She, she sounded like she's from the South. Yeah. Oh, she did say from North Carolina. Yeah, and then D.C. D.C., okay. So, she was, like, so down to earth. Like, she just sounded like somebody mama. Like, baby, get your, get your shit together. Yeah. And, and, and I, I love it. Yeah, she did have that country southern feel. Um, it makes sense, like you said, because with her being from North Carolina. Yeah. So that definitely made sense. Um, I liked her because I think the financial literacy is definitely an important part. And I feel like it's, like you said, she spoke at a level to where you can understand. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to ask her questions without, you know, her giving up too much gain because uh, you do want her, her services to be paid for. And, yeah. and, you know, she provides a good service. I think we'll definitely run a promo for her. We definitely need yeah. to. And I will possibly even use her. Mm-hmm. Um, because along with you, having a second person to help me with financing would be great. Yeah, just as long as you listen and actually take heed to my advice. I started to say something, but I'm going to let you make it. Because a lot of times I'm stretched thin because you like to book these flights like we going across the street to eat at IHOP. And we ain't. I book flights. You book flights like my budget is your budget. My budget is not your budget. But I, I book the flights and I take that into consideration and I do say, yeah, if yeah, you want to yeah, yeah. go, Nakia Kavanaugh. I liked her because you jump right over Nakia when she turned no, to LaShonda I just had to get that out. But I like Nakia Kavanaugh too. First of all, Life I like that tissue. name, Kavanaugh. I do. Like, you know. It sounds we, like it. We yeah. actually talked about my former pen name on that episode, which yeah. I'll save it for people to listen to. But Kavanaugh, like, that's one of those names that I've always admired. Yeah. No, but I definitely enjoy both of the interviews. Um, to get right to it, I, I honestly don't even want to have the conversation, but we cannot have a recap episode or episode in which we're discussing things that are near and dear to us or things that we like without and not addressing. Things happen, like current events. Yeah. Like, we can't just skip over. And, I mean, we normally do skip over a lot of events, but we can't skip over um, the situation that happened with Nipsey Hussle. No. Because this one, this one actually feels really personal. Like a lot of people, you know, pass on and it's unfortunate, you know, when situations like these occur. But this one, like from the moment, like I I think I was at your place when we found out and my entire mood changed. Like I just didn't want to believe it. And then once it was confirmed, it just felt really personal. It felt like an extended member of your family had just been snuffed out for no reason. And I think everybody feels that way. Like for me, I didn't really listen to a lot of Nipsey. Uh, Nipsey's music I listened to some of it but I wasn't a major fan but I have a homeboy um, who is a major fan and I know mm-hmm. when I finally heard the news I was like yo bro I'm sorry I know this is a loss for you yeah. now it felt like a loss for me in a way of knowing what he's doing yeah. because I feel like the, the things he's doing we've tried to do here 
in Dallas in certain I aspects. Mean, and for we him, are to, doing it. I, I, no, I know, yeah. but for him to do those things when he could have been like any other rapper, where he rapped and just worried about jewelry and clothing and stuff like yeah. that, like it seems early in the game. Ever since he came into the game, if I know nothing else about Nipsey, because I don't know a lot about his music, mm -hmm. but I do know about a lot, a lot about his entrepreneurial and philanthropic work that he did in Crenshaw in L.A., like around that area for not even like not even moving out of the hood. Exactly. Like you move back to your hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people even ask you. Why the fuck did you move back yeah, to the hood? My own family members is like, oh, are you doing okay financially? Why yeah. did you do that? Because yeah. they still envision it as being the hood that yeah. we grew up in, but it's not. And so, I think it's important for black people I to take part in the gentrification. <laughs> like I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's very important for black people to be present mm -hmm. during gentrification in the hood and to stay present. And like to, don't yes. just, don't just leave because oh the prices are too hot. Now if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. I am. But it's I feel other like ways. Yeah. It's other ways to make sure that your presence is consistently known and that you aren't just erased from the history of your community. Because sometimes I feel like I am paying an astronomical amount for rent. Yeah. But the thing about it is I do like being in that area because and then and, and, and it's a certain type of black person being in that area. Like you got a lot of niggas that are in the area. But they and acting worse. They're acting white. Yeah. They're acting fucking white. Let's just worse call it what it is. People. They're acting worse than white folks because yeah. ain't nothing worse than a white person that's elite than a black person that acts elite, yeah. especially against his own people. But he can key key caca with white folks. Yeah. So Nipsey was but changed. That. Exactly. And I was going to say, taking it back to his music, like, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I was a diehard fan. It wasn't until I heard Victory Lap. Yeah. Because, like, that's like my little go to motivational. Like, if I need to be amped up yeah. or if I got something coming and up, I like, listen I always to listen yeah. to Victory Lap. And with that album, I went back and started researching and, you know, watching some of his interviews and learning who he was as a person. Yeah. And so for me, it was just like to see somebody that that, that was that dedicated to his community. Yeah. And to his woman, to his kids. Exactly. Yeah. And even after, like, once everything was confirmed, I told you, I was like, I can't help but think about Lauren because just to imagine losing somebody that that's, that's close to you. That's your rock. I mean, for me and you, like, we're not together. But yeah. if something happened to you, like, I would be devastated. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to function. We've been knowing for... each other for 10 years. Exactly. So, yeah. So. It's, it's hard. And for me, I didn't really have the words. Like, I just made a little video because one thing I don't like is the people who just do shit just to be doing it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to post a thousand pictures on social media of Nipsey. I didn't know him. I didn't really listen to his music. I knew his work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. So for me, like I even downloaded, like when it first came out, when Victory Lab came out, that was the uh, album that he started making noise on. Yeah. So that I was downloaded like his debut exactly album, before then it was just mixtapes. a bunch of mixtapes, yeah. which he footed the bill on himself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's funny because and it's humbling because I got a couple of people to hit me up and they was like, "Bro, it, Nipsey Dime made me think of you," and I was like, "How the fuck it make?" you think of me and they were like yeah. from an entrepreneur aspect and how you try to get back to the community from being a nigga who used to sell drugs and try to claim sets and shit and now you yeah. are a different person and i was like oh, okay and, and then you came to a me real nigga like not, not afraid to say what you want to say yeah and even in certain moments like when we've been out and i can feel like something's about to pop off i'm always like trying to protect you or get you to calm down because yeah. I don't want nothing to happen to you yeah. just because you are so outspoken. Yeah. And it makes you kind of second guess, like really putting yourself out there. Yeah. Cause it makes you. Oh, believe me. I, believe me. I thought about all of that shit when people were saying shit. Cause it was like, bro, you say whatever the fuck comes yeah. to your mind. You say a lot of shit about politics. You say a lot of shit about religion. You don't give a fuck about a day job. You don't get on your knee for no white man. Yeah. And I've told you before, if a white man came with a motherfucking gun to my head and said, nigga, get on your knees, he going to have to shoot me Yeah, because I'm a stand for something. Even with the Austin Sheffield shit, I don't think we've even had an opportunity to talk about that but even with the Austin Sheffield shit and for the people who don't know about Austin Sheffield it's this white crack ass bitch ass motherfucker who beat up on a white a black woman no no matter what the situation was the way he beat her in that shit yeah. he needs to be fucking dealt with and when I say dealt with I mean either life in prison or just put that nigga in there for two weeks and let his ass get fucked up yeah because and you gonna shave your fucking mustache and your goatee to try and look like a a, a, a citizen no bitch like, if I see this motherfucker, for me, it's on sight. I've been saying that shit. And there's too many niggas out here that do not protect black women. There's yeah. too many niggas out here that do not protect the community. There's too many niggas out here that talk about the shit, but don't do the shit. There's too many fake-ass niggas out here, and that's why I literally, if I ain't with you, 
I'm literally by my fucking self because I'm so tired of black men being fuck niggas, not protecting the culture, not protecting our women, not even protecting your own motherfucking identity. Niggas, you getting on your mother when you out here looking like white men and doing the shit that white men do. Nigga, you might as well be on your knees sucking a fucking dick because you're that you're minimalizing your power. Yeah, I refuse to fucking do that shit. People talk about me with, you know, because dreads, tattoos and shit. Mm-hmm. I got this shit like dreads. I got this shit because it was a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no Lil Wayne bullshit. It was a spiritual journey that I wanted to go on. I researched the Rastafarian culture because that's a part of their shit. No, I'm not a part of that shit. But I wanted to know the people who look like me, why yeah. they do this shit. More connected to your roots. Exactly. Yeah. I got 37 tattoos. All of them mean something. Yeah. They're not something on my body because niggas go get inked up just to look the part mm-hmm. and wear that shit like Nelly said. I'm going to rock these tattoos back when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm even considering right now getting tattoos on my hands, my legs and shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people be like, oh, that's a job thing. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I've not been a nigga who walks on the line of religion. I've not been a nigga who walks on the line of politics. I've not been a nigga who lives by the law of the land based on these things. I don't play by no motherfucking rules because playing by the rules gets you behind i don't name one white successful man who played by the motherfucking rule look I at where wait. trump at and you know that nigga ain't played by the rules we'll wait. <laughs> why the fuck are we playing wait. by the rules yeah when we gonna take the fucking gloves off and handle white men who are racist and bigot the way they should be handled i've said this all the time for all the niggas who out here talking pyru daimu uh rolling 60s you talking about crips bloods vicky Lou's, vice lords all y'all niggas who talking that bullshit about being gangsters niggas like george zimmerman should not even be still walking around this motherfucker Stop killing your own and put a target on these motherfuckers' heads who deserve it. The, I don't give a fuck if the whoever listens to this shit reports it. I don't give a fuck. If you want to come for us, we need to start coming for them motherfuckers. If you want to have a gang initiation and say, go rob this person mm-hmm. or go kill, kill this person. I remember when I was doing the shit, it may even still be going on now, where if a nigga, if you was in a car with a nigga and you had to do an initiation, you don't flick your lights on if somebody's driving with their lights off. Yeah. If you want to do gang, don't that's kill your, that's what I'm saying, but don't kill your people. If you want, if I'm a gang leader and I'm letting a nigga who want to get in the gang, I ain't going to say go kill a nigga over there on the Crip or the 500 block or Crenshaw or in Texarkana, Rose Hill or a Beverly. Like, I ain't going to put niggas on blast and kill my own people. Nigga, if I got to get you a ticket to go to Florida, find George and them and take that motherfucker out. Even if you get caught, we'll take care of your, your shit in jail. You'll always have a, a commissary in your motherfucking books and somebody will come visit you. And if you can get some pussy in there, we're going to send the best motherfucker to come suck your dick. We're going to take <laughs> care of you. Kill that motherfucker. If I'm running something here in Dallas, find motherfucking Austin Sheffield and do away with his ass fuck that shit all this justice shit this is bullshit that was created by white people the infrastructure was never for us they've never been out here trying to help us so it's time for us to fucking help ourselves and protect ourselves and white men you may want to cower if you're not that type of white man then disregard this shit but the ones i am talking to they know who the fuck they are and for the white people who come to me and say you always got something to say about white people because y'all don't seem to be able to monitor your motherfucking selves so how about we monitor that shit for you I'm posting videos of black dudes punching white dudes, kicking them down the stairs because y'all need to niggas need to fear. We shouldn't be fearing no white man because they ain't got shit that we can't do. They don't got shit that we don't have and they don't have shit that we can't uh, ascertain. We they cannot do shit with us. What is your motherfucking power and tap into that shit? Stop being fucking scary. Take off the fucking tie. Take off the fucking wingtip shoes. Be who the fuck you are. Period. Black women, stop fucking acting like you're not this and you are. You're better than anything and anybody. Fuck all of this shit saying, you know, when you when white, when black women show up, shit gets handled. You got white people that say, why do black people get to wear these shirts? Wear your shit. Oh, yeah. I had actually had some. I prefer yeah. that um, when we were at the 40 under 40 mixer. Yeah. Last week. They I prefer like, you to be that person. Yeah. They were like, do you think that shirt is offensive? And nah, I'm like, no, it's, it's only offensive to the motherfuckers who feel like it's whatever. Yeah. I said it's a statement and it's a very true statement. And it's a true and fucking it was, statement. It was another. Uh white girl that was next to me and she was like it actually is very true but who so, well, who asked that first question was it a black girl uh it was a hispanic girl okay it's always black or hispanic or a minority yeah, to ask that was, shit i think she was just using it as a way to start the conversation not saying that maybe you yeah. know she felt like that but yeah. she was like do you think that shirt is offensive and i'm like no 
It's a, it's a statement, a very and, true statement. And I would prefer a white. See the thing, and the difference about us, and I think this was on. I forgot what episode it was on on Black Lightning. I think I've already said this before, where it was a white lady on there. It was an episode where they, I forgot what they called their names, but it was basically like some racism, mm-hmm. uh, a um, example of racism. And the white woman was like, "Oh, you call yourself Black Lightning, and you have Black Power and the Black mm-hmm. uh, Lives Matter movement. What makes you different from uh, like these alt right people?" And he was like, "Because we're not spewing hate. Exactly. We're spewing." how powerful we are we're spewing togetherness and protecting our own because the infrastructure and the narrative that was created by white men and white people was that they don't love each other they did the house nigga versus the field nigga to draw some kind of combative nature towards each other and some hate and black people we need to fucking learn we always want to say oh niggas hating on me Mm -hmm. and everybody always says i ain't no hater Nigga, if so somebody's who's the, who's the fucking hater then? Who's hating? When a hater's gonna start acknowledging that they, that you are a fucking hater? <laughs> but getting back to Nip, man, like it fucked with me because it's like, like everybody's been saying, he didn't just kill a regular person; he killed a king. Yeah, he didn't kill a regular. You know what a regular nigga is? A regular nigga who works a nine to five. They don't say shit. They don't speak up. Yeah. They'll see a black the, woman get mistreated. The They'll see that. Yeah, black. the non threatening black people. You might as well fucking paint your skin white, bitch, yeah. because. That's useless. That's it's a waste. Always, Just like it's a waste of fucking skin for white men and white people who aren't successful. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of fucking it's skin a waste for of black. Privilege. Yeah, and it's a waste of privilege. It's a fucking waste of black people when you don't stand up and protect your people and live in your own fucking strength. It's always the ones we need. And I was just like encourage people kill the cowards as, as opposed to like social media is great. You know, yeah. you want to post your tributes there. That's great. But go out go and do, do something. something different in your life on a consistent basis. That will actually pay homage to him and everything that he was about. Like Netflix is $9.99, $10.99, $12.99 a month. You know how many niggas I've had? And I'm calling them niggas. You know how many niggas I've had come to me and be like, hey, bro, what's the website? I'm going to sign up and I'm going to start contributing some money. Shit never happens, bro. <laughs> These fuck niggas out here keep talking about what they doing, ain't doing shit. And the main niggas who posting this they shit. They're it on social so they can look like They it, can look the part. And you ain't doing it's, shit. It's, you it's still out here bad. running game on your own women. You still out here beating your own women. You still out here not protecting your own women. Whoever the whole ass nigga who was who was holding the camera mm-hmm. on the Austin Sheffield thing. Tell us, yo, bro, that's a female. I didn't give a fuck. And then I talked about in a group me that when I was like, I would have ran up on that nigga. I would have mashed his ass and got a gun and popped his ass. It was like, he had a gun. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, so if that's your mother, if that's your sister, if that's you, if that's your best friend, that's a female, you just going to let her take that ass whooping and you're going to yell from across the street. Yo, bro, that's a female. You a bitch, nigga. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Any nigga who ain't standing up for his partner, his brother, his friend, if it's another, I'm not arguing with a black man in public. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even when I used to talk my shit about disagreements I had with, you know, with black people, yeah. I never said their names. Mm-hmm. I never mentioned their businesses. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the issue that we had, mm-hmm. but I never mentioned them because I didn't want to deteriorate their name yeah. or what it was they're doing. The only people who knew was the people who knew me and knew those people. Exactly. And, but also going back to Nipsey, I think is that's why our community is hit so hard when people we lose people like yeah. him. Because it is very few people that are willing to put themselves on the line. Exactly. And in the forefront to step out for the community. And risking so, failing knowing that black people may not even support exactly, the shit. Exactly. Exactly. So I and think that's that, why everybody is taking it hard. I would also encourage people mm. to be mindful of what they consume. I know I'm guilty of it because I was like, I just want to know what happened. Yeah, you became and I uh, ended a reporter. I said, damn, Sage still. And I ended up watching the video and <laughs> I, I should not have watched the video. Nope. Um, don't even talk about it because everybody no, keeps trying. I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to hear it because that was some whole ass definitely shit. Definitely be mindful of what you consume to protect your own mental space. Yeah. Like to, you know, we know what's going on. We mm-hmm. know what happened, but you don't have to consume every piece of information about it. Like, just honestly, there's nothing we can do to bring him back. Nah. Like all we can do is just send positive energy, prayers, whichever you believe in, yeah. to to his family, yeah. his friends, those that really knew him close, and yeah. those that are truly, truly affected. And think about this though, him dying. And think about this, like I didn't even know the nigga, and I'm tired of seeing shit posted. How do you think Lauren London feels uh-huh. every time she opens up social media? Y'all motherfuckers is posting shit. Like, post that shit one time and be done. Yeah. And then get back to the work at hand or get back to the marathon. But that like he also said, the marathon continues. Work it does. It does. He's maintained, like, trending spaces ever since. For a like, week. Yes. Yeah, and Dallas is the most Republican, red fucking state, white cracker ass, cracker ass state. 
cracker on top of cracker, no cheese cracker cracker. <laughs> and they blewed out the city, crypt this shit up. They didn't know they probably was cripping it up, but they crypt this whole motherfucking city up this weekend. <laughs> I think they might have. They, they probably knew what they were doing. I think they are in so many ways trying to pacify the the good oh, yeah. people they trying to keep a dick they in our know mouth. There's some shit going on right yeah. now that if it don't pan out right, black folks going to fuck this shit up. And they need to be scared. Yeah. Fear us, white America. You should. <laughs> Fear us for the right fucking reasons. Not because of us beating y'all ass or taking shit, because mentally we're. Su- <laughs> I don't want to preach the same message. Yeah. Mentally, we are equal. Because mm. I don't believe nobody's superior. Mm. I was about to say we're superior. Mm. I know it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's, no, yeah, I'm not going to cop to that. Me I'm neither. Sorry. It is kind of hard say to say it. that. I feel, yeah. and, and honestly. Because like I said on the last episode, we, y'all had boots. They wouldn't and know. They, and they tell us how to pull out, pull out, pull ourselves up by a bootstrap, but we created the boot to put a boot on our foot. And the reason why I, I can't cop to us not being superior. Yeah, because I don't know no white dude smarter than me. I'm sorry. They don't know how to function in like this in crisis in a, in a moment of crisis like it could be something so simple and they avoid they confrontation panic they freak the fuck out they don't know what to do yep. we've been helping them let me say this for the white people who may be offended not all white people okay no. proceed <laughs> but we've been helping them get through their own crisis for years yeah taking care of their families exactly teaching raising them how to raise yeah raising their family like, so no i can't cop to we're not superior because honestly I believe that we are. And not to be funny, that's I think that's why they stamp themselves as the superior race. It's kind of like who because does who says it first. It. Yeah. They have to we ain't gotta say shit. to themselves to make it real. Yeah. But it's not real. Put a math test in front of me. And this new generation knows put a book it's in front of real. me. Put your dick out in front of me. Let's race. Yeah. Let's lift some weights with no protein shake. Like you say all the time. <laughs> like you can go to school, you can learn whatever you want to learn, but if you don't have the common sense, I was working at a financial Yeah, I was working at a financial institution with no fucking degree. I just went in and passed a twelve week program. It don't mean shit. It don't mean a motherfucking thing. Yeah. So, all right, I'm off my rant. All right. So <laughs> You got this next one, man. Yeah, so we I briefly I want Austin Shuffield. That little small room you in, I want Austin Shuffield in that room. Oh my god. I'll body that nigga. Okay. I feel like we're gonna end up on somebody's like list. I hope we I feel like probably, I'm gonna end up on it by default. I'm guilty okay. by association. It's okay at this point. My name is all over the place with yours. Yeah, it is. It's so it is now. what it is. Um but bring it <laughs> I briefly mentioned that last week we attended we got an invite to the 40 under 40 mixer here yeah, in dallas that was dope which was cool we both said that this year we were going to try to do better about networking here in dallas yeah. we are good and we like you said i'll book a flight in a minute yeah we can go but we got to learn to fuck but with yeah. the home team so we went we really didn't know what to expect but it was cool i had a great time i'm super proud of myself because yeah, it was network. my first time working the motherfucking room. Normally, I look like I got an extra a neck. Normally, I look yeah. kind of thick when I'm in one of them places. <laughs> people probably be like, what you mean it thick? You be on my ass. I do, but not in a way like in most people, especially since we were previous together. Yeah. It's not because I was trying to, it's you know, a business hang on perspective, to you. Yeah. It was just because I do not like Normally work a room, yeah. with other people. Like, I'm so shy and timid and introverted yeah. that it's hard for me. Like, I'm very anxious when I go to networking mm-hmm. events. But I'm I'm getting better. Yeah, I looked up. I, I think you was talking to this Mexican chick one time, mm-hmm. and I looked up again. And of course, white men love you, so yeah. it was like these white dudes. Are oh, and talk I need to, to talk to you about him too because he actually lives in your building and he does uh, video production. Okay, that's dope. I, for, I forgot to tell you. And then I looked up again, and you were talking to some black people, and it sucks. And I swear, I tell people all the time, you would think I'm six two and look like Idris Elba, and I'm not even close to any of those things. But I walk in, and it's like You're people look. You're too, but you look good, though. <sighs> this nigga is really souping it up. She's trying to get back with me, y'all. But uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just playing with you. Thank you. But, but, now. <laughs> oh, here we go. So, uh, but when I was in there, it's, it's always crazy because it's like women, when I come in, it's like I try to talk business, mm-hmm. but it's like flirty. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to flirt. Like, I want to I want to sell my services. Well, I will say that was a good thing about this room, too, because I get that. Yeah. You know, I'm very quiet. And a lot of times when white men see me, they come approach me on some flirtation. They type love shit. black women. Man. But everybody that I talked to was real straightforward. It was about business. We met some fellow podcasters. Yeah, we um, did. So it was I mean, it was just a dope yeah. experience. It was like, and it was. And, and the thing I think I liked about it is because it was multiple races. Mm-hmm. Like, I know when we came in, I was like, so are the white 
people with this yeah. because normally in Dallas, everything is segregated. Yeah. It's separate, you know? So I wanted to walk in and see like white dudes that was cool. Some of the white women that were cool. Some yeah. of the Mexicans that was cool. They And because they've turned it from Nilo into the Canvas Hotel, mm-hmm. it's more of an artsy spot. Yeah. Everybody's interacting. Everybody's open-minded. You had people that were dressed down. You had people that was dressed up. So, you know, for the people who think I'm racist, I love a good room and a good mixture exactly. of races in a room with open that, minds. That's what I was going to say. And another thing that I want to point out is kudos to the organizers because they actually put yeah. forth the effort to make sure uh, it was by, uh, to to by offer racial. like <laughs> icebreakers yeah. and give us things that we can ask and yeah, help interact with yep. the people that were there because a lot of times most of the reason why I don't want to go to networking events in Dallas is because it's like a hookup scene. But I think like, it's a hookup scene. But I also think that was the first group of people that we first started fucking with like four years ago. It was like, every, like if they invited you to a house get together, it was like, what are you bringing? Who are you bringing? What do you are they do? fuckable? What do you do? How Where'd can I step up on your shoulders and leave yeah. you behind? Like that was the whole yeah. culture of the people that we were fucking with. We were just in the wrong circle. Yeah. So and now that we cut that shit, we're in a great, we're in a better circle. Yeah. Right. So what'd you say? I said, I loved it. Yeah, man. But we also, uh, from episode 239, we had the homie Christy. Uh, what was the her last M- name? White. Christy White, yeah, she got a white name like mine, Anthony Roberts, Christy White. But we interviewed Christy White, the immigration attorney, and it's so crazy because we talk about finding good people. Mm-hmm. And I want to also, I'm a type of person, I, I, I like to use managerial skills even when podcasting, meaning from the perspective of if you're going to reprimand or teach somebody how to be better, mm-hmm. give them the good stuff first. Okay. And then add the bad stuff. And depending on the person, give them the bad stuff first and then give them the good stuff. Where we're going is I had a rant at the beginning and now I'm about to show some love to some people. Oh, okay. Look at you. So shout out to Christy White, man. Uh, I think we, first of all, I linked up with our husband, our fiance. He hit me up. Like a week later. Well, you got to tell the story. Like they had good what happened? energy. They did so, have good on energy. Because she so, was nervous in the beginning. Yeah. And I think if you listen to the episode, I was like, I see you. Mm-hmm. you you're Came getting in out. line now. You're coming out. After the episode, we spent like 30 additional minutes like, in the parking talking, lot yeah. talking because they had such good energy. Yeah. And I think it's because like, uh, shout out to the homie Larry, like him being from Mississippi, me being from Texarkana, we have some similar yeah. upbringing and background. So to talk to him He's dealt with a lot of fuck niggas and whole ass niggas who trying to be something that they're not or they are something, but they still the way they put on. They're not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so to be around real people and to be around real black professionals who are just that yeah. black professionals, not black elitists, not I'm better than you, just mm-hmm. black professionals exactly. like that was refreshing. And we went to lunch with them after the mixer. Uh, that night we, we went, went to, to dinner. dinner. Yeah. Well, you had hung out with Larry on one on one the week before. Yeah. And the, the white hoes was flocking the day before. Them white girls <laughs> was flocking. I said, "Damn, that's to be expected." Maybe Y'all we should go. go to like one of the spots where they notorious at. I mean, it's it's white on white out in this exactly. area, so I mean, you ain't really got no. So uh, and he don't fuck with white girls. And that was the other thing too, because yeah, we went to the mixer and then it was like random. We, I hit her up and I was like, oh, and it was crazy because the week before I had just told you when we were in DC, like, oh, the like thing that. that I loved about DC yeah. was like, we could literally be out super late at night and still go meet up with people or people was reaching out. Hey, stop over here. We yeah. like, so I like that. I and miss so DC. Somebody- Shout out to Trayvon, Geechee, Dathan, yeah. <laughs> Bree. Everybody. The whole team out there in D.C. We had a great time. Nosh. Shout out to Naj, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the homie Ron, even though he didn't come through. I know. Man. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know, he's like, ah, I should have made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, we linked up with them, went to dinner. So, it was it just, it was good. It yeah, was, it was great good conversation. Yeah. Like, it wasn't no competition. It was just real down to Real down to Then they came back up to the place and we got blow. Oh, yeah. You smoked for the first time. No, and did it right. your not eyes, for the first time. It wasn't for the first time, but your eyes was red but for the I first time. I said, okay, Christy, you over here coaching this motherfucker. Because you. I looked back over there and I was like, this bitch eyes is pink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, TZ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. It was, so, good. it was good. I just love it. You know what? I, I love the level of being black like we are because... We both are managers and professionals, yeah. but we don't give a fuck. Yeah, You learn not to give a fuck. I like to feel like I had a little bit of something to do with that. 
Y'all rubbed off on a little bit on you. Yeah, you did. I'm going to go ahead and give you your props I appreciate that. Thank you. God damn it. Go dun, 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 we need it to was, put some on this motherfucker. It was always there, but I was like that, like right on the leg. Because if you and fucking with me, you're going to be out there on the line. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, I'm and so you would always tell, Yeah, you would tell me shit. I would always try to reel you back in. And, and I was just like, in. you know what? Fuck it. But also to speak to that is the hair. Yeah. Like the whole transition yeah, with the locks and me seeing how differently people treat me. Yeah. Like now see, when you that get I locks, have locks, it's yeah. like. Yeah. You, you see with locks, you before your locks, if somebody got on your nerves, you went from being like, <laughs> you would deal with it. Now you're kind of like, fuck you, bitch. No, yeah. I'm not showing up. No, I'm not coming. Yeah, no, that's my problem. Exactly. Like even yesterday, I wore my don't touch my hair earrings yeah. to work. Like. And I bet white folks love that. They love nigga culture. Yeah, they was like, oh my God, I love your earrings. And then oh, the one, one lady, she was like, you're so funny. She was like, how cute are those? That is so funny. I was like, it may be funny to you, but it's a real it's thing. real shit, bitch. Don't touch my motherfucking yeah, hair. Don't do it. Don't touch my motherfucking hair, ho. <laughs> yeah, man. It's real shit, man. Uh, you know, the good energy for me, I think it's beneficial. I know like yesterday I was laying across the bed. I had a, I had a shitty day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I love about the podcast. The reality is shit happens. Yeah. The reality is your days ain't going to be. I got paid yesterday mm-hmm. and I'm almost already broke. First of all, I paid $200 more on my rent because some shit fucked up with the bank. Mm-hmm. Then I lost my wallet. Then I drove through the fucking car wash. The car wash machine knocked off my fucking side mirror. I know. You was hitting me up yesterday. I was hitting I you was about. And, like, I, fuck. and I was like, <laughs> and, but, but see, the thing about it is. Two years ago, I'd have been yeah, you I'd have been in a bad you place. You were feeling good spirits, but I was just like, "Why is all this shit happening to him today?" Yeah, and you were talking to me. I could tell by the way you were talking to me. You're trying to have the kitty gloves on, and I said, "Don't fucking baby me." I know. And I was like, "I don't point, need you to baby like, me." Okay, well, I'm getting be- off the phone because yeah. I didn't want to keep hearing. And I was like, "That's cool." I said, "That's cool." I was like, "I'm just telling you because I was just trying to be nice." But I was but, telling you because you're my go-to person. Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna tell her this shit because she's my friend. This is why I talk to her about yeah. my personal shit." Yeah. But I told you, I was like, "If you don't want to hear this shit, you can say, hey, 'Hey, I'll hit you later.'" And so sure enough, as soon as you was like. Like, don't pacify me. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and get back to And did I now. trip? No, you didn't. That's and what I'm saying. I'm a, so re- good. I'm a real motherfucking nigga. You don't want to bet. But I let- did check on you later. Yeah, you it's just like It's just like one of those things where, because I think that's where I went wrong in the relationship, too. Yeah. I was... And, and I, would I tell even you. have a note, like, on my um on my wall at home. It's like a reminder. Suck his help- dick, don't pacify him. Well, okay, I got that, too. But... <laughs> But, and that's for every woman. But, Suck his dick. Don't pacify me. It'll but, be all right. But the note that I have on my wall is literally reminder. You can help someone uh, without carrying their struggle. You can. And I, I read took that. on so many of your struggles and it just became. It'll like, kill you. Yeah, it was too much. I and was I needed overwhelmed. You, but what people don't understand is, and I used to tell my mom this, men don't need, I mean, unless he's a baby. Yeah. Men don't need you to fix their problem. Yeah. They just need you to hear it and then. If you're in a sunny, bright place, help me get to that sunny, exactly. bright place. Suck my dick and don't yeah. pacify me. So now I'm finding that's the name of the podcast. Suck my dick. And Suck don't his dick. Me. Don't pacify. Okay, so I'm gonna have to. Make oh, I already made a note. Okay, don't worry, because you've been good. forgetting lately. Whatever. <laughs> I'm listening. Go I ahead. Have not. I'm three for three. Nah. On bro. the last. Nah, bro. Okay. Whatever. But anyways, that yeah, I'm finding a balance of being able to be there for somebody, let somebody know that I am there, yeah. but not assuming the responsibility of trying to resolve the problem. You can't. Because it's not my job. And, it'll and wear I can't on you. fix it. You can't I fix can't it. I can't fix everything. And then what happens is it'll wear on you. Mm-hmm. And if I'm already worn down and then you yeah. worn down and it's just and two that, motherfuckers under a cloud. Exactly. And that's not benefit. Yeah. First of all, do we have any other shows coming up? Because we... No. Okay, we good? Yeah. All right, I wanted to make sure before we taking up somebody else's studio time. So I also wanted to talk about looking out for your own as black people. This is a funny story. But oh, yeah. why, before we met the homie Larry and Christy, <laughs> we had walked from the mixer downstairs. I think we ran back over to my place, came out, and we were getting ready to cross the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these two white ladies, they were driving a Mercedes Benz truck. They stopped, like the light was green at the intersection. Yeah. They stopped while the light was green to ask, I guess, some other people walking, hey, where's somewhere to go over here or where's parking? Black dude in an old ass Ford <laughs> F-150. It looked like a painter's truck. Not to be funny, no disrespect. Or it looked like one of those Mexican trucks that yeah. went and picked up people to take them to work from the panhandle. So he <laughs> lit. I'm just, it's just being real. So they had stopped asking and stopped and asked questions in, in the, the middle, middle of, of the this yeah. This And then while we were talking, we just heard this debunk sound like <laughs> boom. 
and basically the black guy in the white truck had ran into them. Yeah. But it didn't do any damage to that bumper. But the funny part about it was me and like you could the white people didn't even move. They didn't even roll up to the light. Because again, they They, had that panic moment where it was like, oh my God. What just happened? Not realizing that motherfucker, you're wrong. We were already walking to the corner because I was like, we need to let him know we gonna be a We're gonna be there. We're gonna be a witness. (laughs) And black people started looking out for other black people. Now, even though we didn't get an opportunity to truly look out for this nigga, can you tell him why? He did us one better. The white people turn their signal light on. And they put their hand out the window. They to the light. Yeah. They put their hand out the window to, to let him know to turn, turn right. right. Okay, so he even turned his signal light on, turn too. Turn it on, yeah. That light turned green and white people turned right, and he floored that old truck. I thought he was going to flood his engine <laughs> on that. <laughs> and, they, and they literally turned right, and they stopped in the middle of the street again. Like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my God. I could only imagine. They was probably like, oh, my God. And I did, did this I, nigga I, just yeah. run off I, on us? And you know they said, you know they said, nigga. You know they was cussing and saying derogatory terms in that thing. That was the best thing ever. I did that video, and I was like, keep on fucking a black man. <laughs> We don't get the fuck white white people often. When you get the opportunity, keep it going, black man. Oh my god! But he his shoulder he had, yeah he like, was ready. Like he literally like he was sitting back chilling at the light before it got ready to turn. But when that light turned green, like he got up on that steering wheel, his shoulders raised up. He floored that bitch. He was like, "Got you today, bitch." He probably had all kind of paint exactly. in the back of that truck. And they was moving in like they was moving too slow. He was gone. It he was, was like, "Fuck this do. shit." Even if they tried to turn around, they would have to turn around. It was too short. Mm-hmm. They would have to back up and do it yep. a couple times. And not to be funny, because white people are very law-abiding citizens when it they comes to lights. They would have went down, turned around. They would have waited at the light. Yep. Me, I would have backed up in front of everybody. Had the blinkers on. I would have found that nigga. Yep. He would have not gotten away. But he knew what he was doing. He, he knew what he was doing. And not to be funny, this is our motherfucking hood, so they probably yeah, wouldn't even yeah. know. And once he would have crossed that bridge, they wouldn't have went over there. White folks Hell don't like, no. unless they buying Coke or crack, they ain't crossing no bridge or to come. they going to visit their friend in a in newly gentrified area. Yeah, or the they going to go find them some black dick in that area because it's a lot of cuck hole going on with these uh, uh, white yeah. women. And these white men love to get that stallion dick down in their woman. Mm. On to the next subject, you know what I'm saying? What we got? <laughs> Anthony gets sick again. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had this great night uh, out. Yeah. I was sick before it even started. Yeah, but you, and I even told you, I was like, okay, if you don't feel good, then you can sit this one out. He's like, no, nah, I took some medicine. I feel better. I, I feel will make good. it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we had this great night out. Get back to the to the crib. And Smoking, like, rolling joints for y'all, doing the whole work. No, 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 no. See, see, you, you being extra. Left, no, 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 no. What happened, what really happened was, is. After they left, you was like, all right, I'm a, can I stay? I was like, yeah, you can stay. I can get you something. You can wrap your hair up if you want to stay. By the time I shut the door to I let was, them go, you were hanging off my couch, sleep. I was going to leave. You were I hanging on you were hanging <laughs> on my couch, sleep. I came in. I said, hey, RTZ, you going to get in the bed? You can get in the bed if you want to. I was like, you know, I, ain't, I mean, we fucked for six years. I was like, if you want to get in the bed, you can get in the bed. Oh, I, ain't no thing. I ain't in no relationship. So if you want to get in the bed, get in the bed. This nigga didn't move. You didn't was, say nothing. No, first of you didn't all. You did nothing. First of all. It's like somebody drinking. shot you in the shoulder, not your head. <laughs> And you just fell and played dead. Okay, so like we mentioned earlier, uh-huh. like I had been drinking wine all night. Yeah. And I'm cool. Like I can drink all uh-huh. day. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, did I actually get high. Mm. And so I was out for the count. Like mm-hmm. I didn't literally I woke up. It was up, like Olivia it was like, Pope meets Meg the Stallion. <laughs> oh my God. It was like three something in the morning. And, <laughs> and I woke you, up and, and I, I was like, why yeah. am I still on the couch? And I had just fell asleep. <laughs> And then when you came to get in the bed, I was like, yo, I don't feel good. Can you look and see if it's an ER or something open, you know, whatever. And you found one and you drove me over and I had strep throat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always. So again, you got sick again. And I don't know. I keep telling you, take your vitamins. Like you're in good shape. Like you are a healthy person. So take your vitamins vitamins every day. I don't like swallowing pills. Okay, drink them. Do a gummy. or I don't know. Whatever you need to do, you need to take your vitamins because this is getting ridiculous. All right, so let's talk about this, though. Do you want to talk about this when you drop me back off? Oh, when you kick me to the curb? I didn't kick you to the curb. See, this is the thing we got people okay. understand. For we can pe- talk about for it. For the new listeners, first of all, we used to be in a relationship. We were together for six years. Mm-hmm. After being with somebody for so long, you know their qualities. You know the good things they're great at. You yeah. know the things that they're not so great at because you're not bad at it. Yeah, you're I'm just not, not at great it. at it because I tell you, with me and you, it's like, it's kind of like 
you have a woman side to you, but you're a business person. So I used to tell you all the time. I, know, it seemed I, like have, I have male tendencies. Male, male tendencies. Mm-hmm. So it was always like two men in a relationship sometimes. So the day you got ready to drop Ooh, me out and you wanted all to. these people ain't going to be trying to holler at me no more. Child, please. <laughs> these niggas still want to holler because niggas, they, yeah. yeah. So like I said, you're not. But I'm ba- very honest. Like, yeah. I do tell people that up front. Like, yeah, you don't baby motherfuckers. No. You I know, don't. I mean, and it's not babying, but every man needs some kind of nurturing yeah, and spirit. Yeah, I'm working because, on that. Because as kids, I tell people all the time. Kid, adults are nothing but grown kids. Yeah. We still like Especially to be complimented. Exactly. Yeah. We still like to be complimented. We still like to be nurtured. Well, I know you're not really a nurturer. So you're like, hey, I'll come up, use by the park. And I was like, nah, you done your job. You know, I was like, <laughs> And I think the crazy part about it is because if we're being honest, <laughs> yeah. like I told you, I had no intention of staying at your house because I yeah. didn't even bring, like, no, I still didn't. had a full face of makeup. Like, I wanted to go home, wash my makeup off. Why are you, you talking know? so fast? Slow down. We got you. Oh, I'm we sorry. still here. I wanted to go home, wash Dial my makeup shit back off. A bit. Um, you know, I didn't have anything to tie my hair up with. Yeah. So literally in my mind, as we were driving back, like I took you to get the medicine yeah. and you said, oh, I should have got some head. And I was like, oh, I got some at the house. Yeah. So that was my way of getting back to my house. Work? You should have got like some leave or okay, something. You sound like some, it sounded like you said you should have got some head. I was like, oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Well, anyways, so <laughs> like what? <laughs> so that was my way to get back to my house, because yeah. honestly speaking, it was my intention to go home, wash my face, get something. And you don't sleep well up. when you don't get to just no, do your process. I didn't get to do my routine. Yeah. So I was going to go by my house, get the leave and then come back. Oh, but okay. it was something about when you said, oh, no, your job is done. Just get did it. Did I say tomorrow. it like that though? You did. I did. Well, and I was I th- so hurt because I, I didn't mean it like that. But what I meant was I did say it because I was sick. I was tired. I had yeah. been asleep and I was like, yo, I was like, hey, you've done all you can do. That's yeah. what I said. I didn't say your job is done. No, I said, you've done you all you can do. What this I said, is- but listen, I, let me talk. I think I may have said it at the end though. Okay. I said, you've done all you can do. Thank you for taking me to the hospital. Thank you for looking up the ER thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for going with me because I know it was freezing in the thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really do appreciate you being up in the middle of the night to mm-hmm. take me i said but you've done all you can do now you can go home and rest yeah. and wrap your hair up and be comfortable and get a good night's sleep a good night's rest i said it hit me back and in the even though that's what i wanted to do it was just when you said it and the way you said it it was just but like that's how i said it it was just like because i didn't I, I had to i had to you know what because i know women probably listen to be like this bitch ass dude so no I didn't say it like, hey, your, ju- your work is no, done No, you here. didn't say that, but it was just in that moment, especially and after. And the fact had, that I said it. Yeah. And the fact that you had been there and done all that shit that night. I exactly. Get it. Yes, and I get so it. I was just like, okay. And I remember driving home and it ain't but five minutes away from yeah. your place. Yeah, you just so I didn't have long to contemplate. But I <laughs> <laughs> but I ended up taking a more scenic route because I was like, did this nigga really just dismiss me? Yeah. Like I that's how I instantly felt. But I was like, okay, he's sick, so I'm not gonna make a big deal about it. Yeah. You know, that's never but let me my explain, MO. But let me explain myself though. So this is my thought process. You could have came over and I think what a lot of people end up doing, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. like because we are still cool, a lot of times people forget that you're not with someone. Mm-hmm. And I've even told that story before. Uh, that I think that when we did the live show and I said, when we broke up, I remember hitting you up because sometimes I would hit you up after work and say, hey, can you order this for me? I'm going to go pick it up. And he was like, I'll give you the number because that's no longer your role. So it's no longer your role at this time to look out for me and take care of me. But because I'm so cool with you, if you did stay the night, if you did sleep in my bed, I'm going to expect some kind of comfort from you. And if you don't do that, then I'll be holding you on the line for something that you're not even supposed to be fucking doing. So instead of getting my, my wires crossed and holding you accountable to do something that that you don't have a responsibility to do. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me let her off the hook and let her go. I thought I was doing you a favor. Yeah, but it didn't come across like well, that. Well, I apologize. Well, I haven't apologized I, yet, but I do apologize if you felt that way. I appreciate that. Yeah. Because that was not my intention. And so even the next day, it was like it carried over. But I didn't, because like I said, I'm still trying to find a balance of being assertive and speaking up for myself. Yeah. But because you were still sick, it was like, okay, how do I address this? But that shit was driving me crazy. I was like, no, the, no, no. This motherfucker did not just dismiss me. You can say nigga because I know he's about to say I know this nigga did. Oh, just. I did. I was like, fuck this nigga. Like, really? Like, you know how you get mad yeah, you and it's like I had to get that out and yeah. then I felt Sometimes better. Sometimes it feel good. Yeah. You be like, you bitch, you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck? You said, you, yeah, you said it to yourself while driving in the car. All people have done that. I hate when niggas be like, I've never called a girl a bitch. Nigga, you may have not called her to a face, but when yeah. you drove off somewhere or hung up a phone, you have said that yeah. shit. And you didn't mean it in a derogatory manner. You just meant, you wanted to say something that would disregard who that person yes. was as a whole in that moment. And it made me feel so much better. Yeah, it makes you feel good. I done said, fuck this bitch and jacked off. Yes. <laughs> just keep it fucking keep it fucking moving you know what i'm saying so we're going to start incorporating some things normally i told you at the beginning of the season we wanted to try and give knowledge 
uh, to, to our community and say, hey, help each other out, empower each other. If you have a, a business, employ other people. Want to give a name of the week this week. We both have been watching this dope-ass show. It's called The Good Fight. And the reason we're saying this is because we heard a couple of listeners a while back, more than a couple, talk about, we talked about a couple of shows last season. And they were like, yo, y'all need to do that more because we want to watch shows and we want to look at different movies that we may not be, you know, uh, able to watch or pay attention to yeah. watch because a lot of times with black people we only watch things that correlate with us mm-hmm. we don't go outside the box and watch shit that white people may watch yeah. I'm a Seinfeld motherfucker and I'm whatever. a Martin person whatever's a good it's- show and has a good storyline I'm there but Music the show too. yeah so the show The Good Fight it has this actor um, her name is what is her name on the show though it's Luca, Luca Quinn, Quinn. Her, her name is Luca Quinn she plays a fourth year attorney on the show Fourth year associate. Fourth year associate mm-hmm. on the show. Her real name is Kush Jumbo. Yeah. These are the kind of Negro names I, I love. love name. Don't I man, when I was 17, I wanted to change my name. Anthony Ray Roberts. That's my full name. Mm-hmm. That says Southern Country Negro. But you were gonna change your name to something like you what did you say, Cameron? It was Cameron when I was young. I don't know what it would be now. I would say what what I want my son name to be, but no, I don't want nobody to steal it. Away. Yeah, because people are still that shit, and then they'd be like, yo, yeah, that's... I already some. got some hoes trying to slide in and get you one. <sighs> so, Kush Jumbo, the thing that you like about Kush Jumbo is she is black, but she's from Europe. Yes, So, I she has it. that accent, and, and she turns that shit oh on my, and off so great. That is, like, the best thing ever. Yeah. Like, I love when I can watch a video, like, see them on Instagram, mm-hmm. and they're talking how they normally talk, but mm-hmm. you cannot... And they made a ton, like, yeah. it's amazing, and that's why I don't get why people give acting and actresses and even musicians yeah. so much flag and be like, oh, they have it easy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they gotta no, work. Like, you gotta change who you are. They are literally turning something off that is who second they nature are. to them. Like, it's who they are. Yeah. So I could barely even talk like a professional white person in a, in a I, well, I actually don't. Yeah. Some people know how to turn that shit on and off, but I can't do it. But she's uh, uh, a uh, featured actor on the show Good Fight. You should watch The Good Fight. And the reason I like The Good Fight, first of all, it's a spinoff from The Good Wife. Yes. The Good Wife that was, was a about, great show. Yeah, and, and, and it was based on a Chicago firm mm-hmm. made up of white people, the biggest firm in Chicago, mm-hmm. but it got fucked up because the woman ended up leaving who was married to the state's attorney who yeah. ended up being the mayor of Chicago. The reason I love it is they took Diane Lockhart, who was a partner of the firm on The Good Fight, mm-hmm. and took her over to, I mean, the first firm of, of all, The Good Wife. First of all, they had to, she had to get to a point to where she was almost about to lose everything. Yeah. And like we always do, black people to the rescue. And and then we accept this was white the people only in. Firm that would take her in because exactly. she had lost her clout, so yep. to speak. So the black firm was the one that was like, we still want you. And it's the top black firm in the Southwest. And that's what show. we do all the time. We always accept white folks, even though they don't <sighs> accept us for who we are. And it was kind of so disheartening. But I but I loved it because Diane is an open-minded person. Mm-hmm. But also with Diane being accepted by black people, she also saw that white people, period, exactly. will throw you to the fucking side. Exactly. If you can't do something for them, they will throw you to the fucking side. Yeah. The other thing I like about this show is they incorporate a lot of politics and Trump shit in mm-hmm. this show. The first and foremost thing I love about it, it is a black firm, which means black actors. Mm-hmm. So the way it was a white show with the good wife, it is the good fight on a major network. I think CBS. Yeah. And it's pretty much if it's 20 people on the cast, it's only three white folks that's a part of that cast. Mm-hmm. It is leading uh, all leading black cast of actors yeah. and they do a phenomenal job. They do. So if you get the opportunity and it's been said, it's the best show on TV right now. It's mm-hmm. rated as the best it's show on TV. It's one of my favorites right now. And season three just started. Yeah, I've been catching up on season two, and I was going to say it's crazy because uh, Diane kind of went through a phase fictionally where I am in real life where she started to realize, like, the world is fucked up. So she kind of was off her game a little bit, so to speak. And she she hates Trump. Yeah, so she was in this period where it was like, and how I have been, but on the episode that I watched the other night, she said something that really resonated with me because she was like, you know what? I realized the world is crazy. And this is something I've always known. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to focus on making my little piece sing. That's who I used to be. But going through this transition and I think working in an area where I predominantly white. Yeah. And I've experienced more racism than I've ever experienced in my life. Mm -hmm. I kind of got carried away and a little bit too vocal about how I feel about About white folks. Yeah. um, That doesn't apply to white people as a whole. Yeah. But it's a lot of you motherfuckers out there that's fucking dickheads and dipshits and shitbirds. Yeah. And whatever derogatory name that you could be called. So, but yeah, the show is definitely great. I think you people, you know, you people, 
should watch it. You people. And what I mean by you people, I'm actually talking to black people because it's an empowering exactly. show. So you should definitely watch it. Cause I already know white folks watching it because it's a spinoff for the good, yeah. uh, the good wife. I'm pretty sure they lost a lot of viewers too, because now it's a black show. Oh yeah. I was telling some of my attorney friends the other day because they notoriously don't like to watch legal shows. Yeah. Like, because there's most of them are realistic. I love suits. same with the I've same thing with medical suits, people. Medical people don't like watching exactly. TV shows because I know when I was in the medical field, I was like, "This thing, how that shit go in the yeah. hospital?" But I was telling one of my friends, I was like, "You should really watch the show because it is more so realistic than yeah, not." It is. That's definitely true. So definitely watch it. Cush Jumbo, lovely name, The Good Fight on CBS. Um, season three is on right now, so you can watch it. I don't know what day it come on. I think it comes on on Tuesday or for four ninety nine a month. You can download the CBS app and watch it via the CBS app. To. Also watch Shamar Moore's uh, show what? SWAT. That's a great show. So definitely the check Shai that out. The is coming back. And the shot is coming back. Tomorrow. Some good fucking black TV, man. Yes. Good fucking black TV. So this is going to be real quick. I think if you accept gay friends on social media, you need to know what you're getting where yourself into. Where did this into. come from? Uh, I'm about to tell you where it came from. I got ready to get on my Facebook the other day and on the stories, you know, I own the stories on Facebook. See, on face on Instagram, your stories are just showing your profile picture. Uh-huh. On Facebook, it they show the profile the picture and the actual latest post. So it's a gay friend that's on the podcast. But he, uh, I mean, it's he's on. on the uh, no, he's on Facebook. But I met the gay guy through some other people that I do know. Oh, okay. I've never met him in person, just through social media. Like, I guess because of having some of the interviews we've had and yeah. some of the gay people on the podcast, he started to follow. I guess yesterday was his birthday and I went to post some stories on my Facebook stories. And because it shows the picture and your profile, this nigga was naked in his oh. birthday suit. Facebook let that up. Uh, it was up all day. I kept trying to come back and refresh it to where it wasn't there because I didn't want to just delete him as a friend to have to follow this nigga back. But I was like, it wasn't a dick. It was just like on his backside. You know how gay dudes, they'll look it's over his their shoulder. Birthday, honey. He is living his best life. Uh, clearly. But I was just like, why? I don't want to see the backside of this nigga on Facebook. And I am surprised that Facebook allowed that step. So You know what? They've been doing some shitty stuff. That's also what I was going to say in reference to Nipsey Hussle with what? that video that they left up. Oh, yeah, for, yeah, But yeah. they want to take, take down everything down else. Yeah. See like, a white person get beat up, yeah. they take it down. See a black person get Hell, beat up, even, possibly. Even some of our videos have been removed yeah. for bullshit-ass reasons. Yeah. But you're going to leave this video of up. Of a man being up. murdered. Yeah. yeah. That was not cool. Yeah. Not cool at all. Didn't like that. Mark Zuckerberg, you motherfucking fuckhead. Get on your shit. Make sure you people take this shit down. For real. So people trying to turn podcasting into radio. I wanted to talk about this for a quick second. I don't know if you have any insight on that. A lot of people, when they come to us, I they say. I think people are confused. I think people are still confused. Podcasting has definitely picked up. Yes. But I think people are still confused with regards to, because we'll even have some guests to be like, oh, how can my friends listen? Once we get the episode it's uploaded. Pre-recorded. Then I'm going to send you the link. They can find it, you yeah. know. But people want their friends to call in. It's yeah. not internet radio. It's, it's not, not actual radio. It's a pre-recorded um, audio version. Like yeah. It's a podcast. And you open your... I think when you're not a professional and you this is not your feel, mm-hmm. as a regular person just doing this shit, like I did go to school for radio and broadcasting and marketing, but it's for other people who have not done this. Like to have somebody call in on your show, it's not podcasting. No. That it, is radio. radio. Podcasting and some people are like, well, how are you telling us how to do it? I'm not trying to tell anybody nothing. I just know when it first started out, it was all about audio. Mm-hmm. It was all about saying the things that you couldn't say on uh, uh, FCC regulated station. Exactly. And video is great. Like, I'm not saying, no, you know, people shouldn't incorporate video. But that's with still their podcast, radio but and television. When, when that comes, like, it becomes the focal point, yeah. then I think you're taking away from what podcasting is. But even think about podcasting. All these ESPN radio hosts. They have a show mm-hmm. and then they'll say subscribe to the podcast, uh-huh. but it's the same shit that's on the show. They just take the audio and put that shit on the platform. Exactly. Podcasting is audio. Mm-hmm. If you want to do radio, Robert's yeah. Media Group is not where you should come. Yeah. If you want to do radio, I won't speak for MZ Studios, but radio is radio mm-hmm. and podcasting is podcasting and television broadcasting is sitting behind a mic with your video being live streamed. Mm-hmm. If you want to be seen, you can get a picture here. We do have stuff set up in the studio for that shit, but that's not what we're about. People who want to be seen, and it's like, what are you doing? You just want to be seen. 
Now, do we do video? We do. But most of the video that we do, you see us out in places speaking in a panel or traveling. In the studio, not so much unless it's a guest who requested because they want to be seen. Mm -hmm. And then I'll do it. But I don't do podcasting to be seen. I do it to be heard. And when you think about the way people listen and consume podcasts, it's usually in a car you know, you're at work. You don't have time to look at your phone and watch an actual yeah. video. Like I listen to podcasts on my drive. There's yeah. no way I'm gonna be and hold, driving and trying to watch a video, or like, even at your job holding the phone up to look at it. Exactly. Like it's so it's especially black people. Mm-hmm. Y'all niggas want to be seen so much and to be seen like you're doing something when you're not. Motherfucker, sit down. And the best thing for me. And some of y'all shit is trash. Y'all not shooting with top quality. Y'all, sh- I'm going to go there. Y'all shooting on phones. Y'all not recording right. Some of y'all motherfuckers, I could tell y'all probably sound like y'all got a phone sitting that shit in the middle of a table and you're recording. Sounds like some of y'all got this motherfucker where you're holding a phone under your mouth and then you're passing it to somebody else to do the phone. Like, get your shit together. Podcasting is podcasting. It's not radio. And I'm sick of you motherfuckers trying to look like it as opposed to giving your listeners and your guests the right platform and feel to listen to great quality content. If you on your podcast as a female, we listened to a podcast with this girl earlier today prepping for one of our interviews. Oh, God. If you're trying to sound sexy, that shit's lame. It was like dinosaurs. It was like a fucking dinosaur. I was cutting my wrist with a plastic butter knife. Bitch, (laughs) please talk the way you fucking normally talk. (laughs) All this midnight storm talking, all of this shit where you're trying to sound like, no, motherfucker, do your job and give your listeners great quality. Podcasting was for audio, and then it was to have an elongated conversation without it being monitored by a radio station or FCC station so you can say what the fuck you mean and mean what you say. And honestly, if podcasting wasn't just audio, I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even, yeah. Because I mean, I still could do it, but yeah, because I plan on going into radio, but I don't want to be FCC regulated or sanctioned. Than I am. Like for someone like me that's introverted, I still have things to say and things that I want to say. But I don't necessarily want to say them in front of a camera yeah. or in front of a crowd. And like, let me tell you my thing. And what and what being seen on camera does is, say for instance, if you are not attractive in societal standards, and you you're mess up your own you're messing up your credibility like and your brand because, because people are going to look at you and be like, I ain't going to listen to this fat person or this ugly person talk about this or that. When you have expertise in this field, when you know about something in this field, yeah. but somebody's not going to listen to you based on what you look like, or somebody's going to listen to you based on what you look like. That's that's that, no, yeah. no, stop discrediting yourself and stop uh, helping discredit people who have a voice, who need a voice based on what they look like. Yeah. Stop fucking up the motherfucking game, bitches. That's Re- it. That's we, it. We can end the show now. We can, we can end it on that shit. We've done three. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Also, I'll, let me say this though. Also, if you, it is? Yeah. Also, if you are a person who's good at what you do, you don't have to talk about it. That's what I was going to say. You don't have like, to say I'm the, the best qu- podcast with 200 followers probably. You're not. Like for me, with everybody wanting to be seen, everybody wanting to have certain titles yeah. in their bios and all this other stuff like that. The greatest feeling for me is knowing that I have been like involved in so many things and that you don't even talk people about won't it. even like people who will know, yeah. like the people who matter. I'm gonna make sure know. they know. And I'm they gonna make know. sure the people I'm gonna make but sure other people know. I don't have to get praise from and accolades just for that masses shit. of people to look like I'm doing something. I know what I'm doing. And you know how many times I've been on other people's platforms and I've been cropped out or my voice ain't heard on the shit because people want to, I ain't, I'm not about that. Yeah. If you want to come on this podcast, you're going to get equal shine. If you sit on the stage with me and do a panel, you're going to get equal shine. If you come on the stage with me or if you fly down here or we do something, we're going to make sure you leave with something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think it's time for black people to start making sure we pay and pour into each other. Like going back to the Nipsey Hustle thing, the best thing like everybody been saying on social media, that you can do for Nipsey is pick up what he put down. Mm-hmm. That's it. Pick like, up what the fuck he stop posting shit. Yep. Go contribute some money to somebody who's suffering. Set Go that le- business like legitimize your business. Yeah, that you've been doing turn that shit into hustle. LLC. Like, do like do something positive to affect the change that he was making. Exactly. Legalize and legitimize yourselves. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's a waste and of fucking time. Don't and put the, all your eggs in one basket. In one basket. And hope that that shit pays off. Like it's more. It's more ways than one to get money and black people need to learn to help themselves. Like the first thing we do when we come to doing business and traveling, we do look for black people to employ Oh yeah, and empower. Yeah. But if you're not going to get the, but if you're not going to get the job done, I have no problem getting a a, a white person to do the job as long as their mind is open Mm -hmm. 
and I control the content. Mm -hmm. Some of you guys are looking so hard to be picked up by nationally syndicated type places to be seen, Mm -hmm. air quotes, but you don't know they're going to change your content. Mm -hmm. You can't come on a white person's platform and talk about white people, Mm -hmm. not in the sense that they need to be talked about. I don't believe in spreading racist rhetoric or bigotry or whatever like that. But I do believe in calling white people on their shit. It's 2019 and it's about time that black people call white people on their shit. And in order to continually do that in an effective manner, you need your own platform. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let a white man come in and call niggas niggas if he doesn't have a valid reason, which he will never have a valid reason to call niggas nigga. And also. Let's try to keep some black places inclusive. Exclusive. Exclusive, yes. Yes. Let's try to keep them exclusive. Because I think most of them are inclusive. We're turning them inclusive and it should it doesn't mean you're racist. Yes. We've never been fully included everywhere. And everywhere else. else. Yeah. And you'll have people be like, oh, you don't have no white people. I don't keep white people out, but I don't go searching for Mm y'all because y'all have access to so much other shit. If you are a white person and you fuck with me, they keep themselves out, really, because they're scared to even approach us or work with us. It's not like we aren't friends with white people, like they just don't come around. I tell that story all the time. I have white <laughs> friends and it's crazy to say that because I sometimes start to question whether they're really friends yeah. or not. Because if I invite you to something and you don't show up, it's only one white couple that I know. Shout out to Adam and Heather. Yes, that anytime always. we fucking call them to do anything, or they, they are or there. Not or they funny, reach out they to, reach us. Out to us. Yep. Even if they have tickets, if yes. they're not going to make it somewhere or whatever, Adam mm-hmm. and Heather always make sure we feel included. Exactly. It's other couples and other, and shout out to the homie Matt out in uh, San yes. Diego. But it's we gotta very, get to see Maddie. Yeah, but it's very few people that are white that are so-called friends. I to redeem myself from their last visit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and also, another thing with white people, we want more than just your money. Exactly. Your face, your face does wonders to, exactly. to, to, to see you standing side by side as an ally in something. Yep. Fuck you and your money. Yep. Show your presence regardless. regardless. So So show your presence and show your support because that means a lot more. A lot of white people out here saying, well, how can we help with all of these racial things that are going on in the community? Stand by us. Exactly. Voice it and stop letting your crack ass crack of friends that are racist say the shit that they wouldn't say in a black person's face. Yeah. That's the, that's the shit I hate. I hate a coward ass person, but there's nothing uglier than to me a coward ass white person because every space you pretty much own or somebody that you know owns or your ancestors own that shit, but you too pussy to say the shit that you feel in front of people or you try to baby yourself down like this bitch Austin Sheffield who who you know what you did and you know the hate that you had in your heart when you did it. I don't care if you're black. If you beat a woman the way he beat a woman, that's some hate in your heart or dislike for somebody. So own that shit. Shave your, don't shave your beard. Put on a fucking hoodie if you need to with a, a, a red cross on it. But mark yourself and stand in that shit. The thing that I don't like about white people that are that the ones that are racist and shit, you too coward to even stand out and say you racist. Exactly. You hide behind some or you ain't going to fuck. With, most white dudes ain't going to even fuck with a nigga unless he got three or four of the white dudes with you. But all y'all bitches can get it. Yeah. Period. And black people, black men specifically. Take care of your fucking women, man. Stop fighting with each other. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Take care of yeah. Take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Take care of your women. Take care of your brother. Mm-hmm. You should never argue in person. You should never beef in person. Yeah. And if you are a nigga who has the game and you're not willing to give the game away to some of your friends and your family that look like you, you are a bitch. If you are a person that somebody gives their all to you and you give them nothing, you are a bitch. If you have the uh, ability to empower and employ somebody, but you want to keep them down so you can be looking like the elite person that you think you are to be, you know, buddy, buddy with white people, you are a bitch. If you don't fuck with black women because you feel like, oh, black women can't do this and this and that, and you fuck a white woman because you see them as better, you are a bitch. If you talk about black women like they ain't shit in front of mixed company, meaning white or Mexican people, you are a bitch. And we don't want you around here. That's all I got to say. You got anything else? No, I think that does it. This is episode 244. The reality is where filtering becomes extinct. Artesia, my black queen, thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing to help push the culture forward with this podcast. Thank you for continuing to be a great example to other black women because you don't talk about it, but it's a shitload of black women that email and text you and be like, I want to be like you. And I want so to do this. to me because some flattering. of the women that are saying it, it's like I look at them the same way. Yeah. And 
Yeah. Empower each other. Yeah. Bounce off each other. Shout out to Chauncey, uh, fam, uh, fam realty. That's P H A M. Her and her wonderful husband. They, uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to Chauncey. She is a black queen, man. Mm-hmm. She is a woman who come from Texarkana, where I come from. Came to Dallas, had a job. Corporate didn't work out for her, so she started her own realty company, and, and she's, she's smashing these motherfuckers. Thing. Who is the fuck is a Keller Williams? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is Lincoln Realty? All I know is motherfucking family realty. P-H-A-M Realty with Chauncey Fam and Mr. Fam. And they cleaning up shit out here. Her first fucking years of realty, she made almost a million dollars. That's unheard of, unspoken of in the real estate game. And she can, and, and, and wow, and busting these motherfuckers and, ass, people still love her. And she's down to earth enough to still be willing to help because I know I reached out to her on a project that I'm working on and she gave you some game she gave me the motherfucking game yeah and reassured me that I'm moving in the right direction I just need to get out there and fucking do it so now and and, how how I run like how rare is that to be able to call somebody that is proven their success and they are willing to take time out of their and they're on the up and up and then tell you okay once you get past this call me for the next part yeah and shout out to the homie dear Danny out of uh, out of Houston uh, in DC I did say or in Atlanta I did say I posted a video where I was like you know a lot of Texas people don't know how to be unapologetically black I really was speaking about Dallas yeah, because Dallas Houston, Houston I mean, is you know yeah. they on point so dear Danny I'm sorry I'll make sure I get this clip and send it to you but you are right she was like you lumped us all together and I was like that was not my intention Houston is like the Atlanta of the south the DC yeah. of the south so I do appreciate that but Dallas y'all black people out here you gotta get better man you got to do better. Shout out to Michelle Williams over at the DEC, like uh, the Redbird Entrepreneurial Center. It's a She's doing great things, and it is a lot of other black people like her that are doing things out here. So some of y'all motherfuckers need to pick up what they putting down out there and get on the good foot. I'm out this bitch. This is the reality is where filter becomes extinct. Oh, Always remember to inhale courage to exhale success. And if you have the power to employ or empower somebody, fucking do it. We out this bitch. Yeah. Niggas ain't fucking with me. Rex the same color my teeth. I signed a deal with the plug. He sent the box every week. Used to get paid off a scale. Now all I need is a beat. Bitches wave, I barely speak. This coupe came with no back seat. And I ain't drove it in weeks. Y'all play football in the grass. We play football in the streets. Yeah, yeah. I pull right up on Swap it right off of her feet. Yeah. Told you better swallow that shit. Don't get it all over my seats. Uh. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.